0: God has given us all different styles. He's given us all things that we can do. And and we call these spiritual gifts. And so it is that uh, as I was looking and uh, coming here uh, to this church, I was intrigued about uh, some of the things that are happening here in the life of this church. And especially when our pastor rolled out the 2023 mission for the church. And um, it's in his service. And on front of your bulletin, you'll see that uh, he has here 1 Peter 4 and 10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Amen? Amen? Amen. And so today I want to talk with you for just a little bit about being empowered to serve with spiritual gifts and how God has gifted us to serve uh, Him. And so if you would, out of the reverence of the reading of God's Word, will you stand with me around the building? And I want to be reading from the book of 1 Corinthians. Uh, It's going to be a little long, but we're going to to bear with it. Uh, Verses 12 through 31. And now I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version, and I know you'll probably... Uh, have the New King James Version, but it's all coming from the same uh, Word of God. Here's what the author said through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all made to drink of the one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one members, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, there would be the body where would the body be as it is there are many members yet one body the eye cannot say to the hand i have no need of you nor again the head to the to the feet i have no need of you on the contrary the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable and those members of the body that we think less honorable we clothe with greater honor And our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, given the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body. But the members may have the same care of one another. If one member suffers all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongue. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But strive for the greater gifts, and I will show you still a more excellent way. Amen? Let us pray together. Most loving and gracious God, we do thank you, Father, for this time that you have given unto us. And God, we know and understand, Lord, that you have called us to proclaim your gospel. You have also called us to hear and to receive your gospel. And so I pray, Lord, that you would take the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart and let it be acceptable to you. Let the ears hear and receive, Lord, the words that you have laid out for them. And help us all to remember today that we're all standing on holy Graham And God, we thank you and we love you and we'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In the name of the Christ, we do pray and let all of God's beautiful people say together, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Principles of empowerment to serve. You see, the human body has 206 bones, 639 muscles. And about six pounds of skin, along with ligaments, cartilage, veins, arteries, blood, fat, and everything else. But every time we hear a sound, every time we take a step, every time we take a breath, hundreds of different parts work together so that what we experience is a single movement. Our minds and bodies working as one Unit. Even the greatest engineers in the world still struggle to achieve anything like the human body. The human body represents one of the most complex systems in existence. Scientists with all of their minds and the greatness of their minds still cannot explain the atom. The atom is so complex that the scientists will say that it could not have been man-made because we don't understand it. It had to come from a higher power. And they are not willing to say that it is God, but they're willing to say that it is a higher power. You see, that's because the body is like that. You see, that is why the body is one of the most powerful images for the church offered in Scripture. The Scripture talks about the body of Christ. it's using this body that God has created as a metaphor for the body of Christ and this metaphor conve- conveys both complexity and organic unity. Spiritual gifts are part of the very nature of God given to us for him to use to fulfill his purposes in our lives and on our earth. You see God has given us these gifts. For a reason. In his letter to the Ephesians, Apostle Paul clearly explained the purpose of spiritual gifts. Paul says this in Ephesians 4, 12 through 15. God gave spiritual gifts for the perfecting of the saints. For the work of what? Ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect or complete man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight or the fraud of man and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. You see, as we use our spiritual gifts, the body of Christ will be edified, it will be unified, and it will be matured. And we will avoid deception by Satan and wicked men, and we will grow in Christ. But there are five principles of empowerment to serve that I want to share with you today. The first one is this. The church is designed to function in harmony. That's what the church is designed to do. It's designed to function in harmony. The body of Christ is meant to function in the same manner that a physical body functions. The body is one, hath many members, and all the members that are one body, but But being many are one body. 1 Corinthians 12 and 12. So you see the unity unity and the interdependence of the body is an example of how spiritual gifts influence the church. The idea that the Holy Spirit unifies the church is also evident in the fact that, and as Galatians 5 and 20 says, strife disputes, dissensions, and factions are desires of the flesh that are opposed to being led by the fruits of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is one who produces love in our hearts, and this love binds everything together in perfect harmony. Therefore, when the Holy Spirit is working strongly in a church to manifest God's presence, even evidence will be a beautiful harmony in the community, in the church community, and overflowing love of one another. Now listen, when my wife and myself, when we left the United Methodist Church and we came to Reedy Branch, this is the first church that we visited. We, we didn't visit any other church. We wanted to come and we wanted to see because we knew a lot of people who were here uh, in the church. We grew up with a lot of people that, that attend here. And so we wanted to come and see what Reedy Branch was all about because we knew what we had to offer but we wanted to see what Reedy Branch was all about when we walked in the door we began to feel something different about Reedy Branch than we had felt in the other churches in the times that we did visit them because when I walked in I was in a low point in my life but Reedy Branch embraced me and and, and pulled me in and said listen you are a child of God you are the body of Christ and therefore if you want to join your Self with us we're more than willing to allow you into the body that we can rejoice and worship God in spirit and in truth and that was one thing that I saw in this church is this church was in harmony with one another you love one another there was love that was displayed the moment that we walked in the door it was how people greeted one another how you loved on one another and how you worshiped together And so that's a principle, that's a principle of empowerment to serve in the life of the church is that functioning in harmony with one another. But the second thing is this, each member of the body is given spiritual gifts. Now the church can be in harmony with one another, but I want you to see now that that each and every one of you have been given a spiritual gift by God. Solely as the result of his choice, God gives each of his children at least one gift at salvation. And he he bestows these gifts as he pleases. You see, sometimes people want to think about, well, God gave me this gift because of this. No, God gave you that gift because that's the gift that God wanted you to have. And it may not be something that you ever grew up with and you thought that that might be a gift that you had, But that was something that God wanted to grace you with in your life. And so it's God's choosing. It's not your choosing. God himself strategically places the members of the body of Christ with their variety of God-given gifts in the body. You see, ideally, these members do not function independently as servants of God. Rather, they function as a healthy, contributing member of the church. Listen to what First Corinthians twelve, eighteen and twenty-one says. It says, Now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased who? It pleased him. And the eyes cannot say to the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. You see whenever you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life God said there's something that I want that person to do. And I'm going to give them this gift. Now the gift may be drama. It may be the gift of working with the children. It may be the gift of music. It may be the gift of leading worship. It may be the gift of playing music. It may be the gift of going out and and witnessing and talking uh, to the shut-ins in the life of the church. But believe you me, God has given you a gift. He's given you a spiritual gift and God gave it to you and you alone. There's nobody else that has your gift. You can't give it away. You can't buy it. You can't trade it. It was something that God gave to you and you alone amen. amen I've heard a lot of people they've come to me and they say preacher how can I know God's spiritual gift? what is my spiritual gift? listen there are three things that I want you to say uh, to say about this how can I know my gift first one is prayer it's praying praying and asking God. If you don't know what your spiritual gift is, if you pray to God, God is going to let you know what it is because it's not a secret. It might be a secret to you, but it's not a secret to God. And if he gave it to you for you to use, don't you know that he's going to tell you what it is if you ask him? But sometimes we have not because we don't ask for it. We don't ask for it. Sometimes that's what uh, we don't. And so the second thing is this. What are you passionate about? What are you passionate about? Are you passionate about music? Are you passionate about going out and visiting the sick? You see, what is passion? Passion is something that you're willing to give your life over to. Whatever that passion is, my, believe you me, somewhere along the lines lies your spiritual gift. Because that's what God is wanting you to do. God put this desire on the inside of you. And then the, the third thing is this. Be open for what he tells you. Be, able, be open to what he tells you to do. Because sometimes we're not ready for, the, for that spiritual gift. We're not ready for that gift at God. And so God will have to reel us in and God will have to prepare us. But, but be willing to do whatever he tells you to do. You remember Jesus at the wedding of Canaan? You may remember when Jesus was there and they had ran out of wine? Now, we that's a different story now, and so we're, we're not going to... But, but they ran out of wine, and what, what happened? Jesus' mother came to him, and he, she said, Well, they ran out of wine, and he said, What is this to me? And then what did the mother say? Without another word, she looked back to the servants, and she says, Do whatever he tells you to do. And you see, that's the way it is with our spiritual gifts. Do whatever it is that God is calling you to do. Now, I'm going to put Marcus on the spot. Years ago, Marcus, Marcus, he hated leading worship. He hated. I He served, I, I was his pastor in Raleigh. He hated whenever he would have to get up there and do it. But now, look, look, God was preparing him there to come here and to use his spiritual gift to edify and to build up this congregation. You see, sometimes God will do that for us in our lives whenever we'll be open for what he tells us to do. Okay, the third principle of empowerment to serve is this. The fullness of God's love is expressed in the gifts. The fullness of God's love is expressed in the gifts. If one Christian possessed all the spiritual gifts, they would be self-sufficient, and have no need of the other members. Yet God has deliberately given us different gifts. We need each other. We need each other. Amen. It's sort of hard to pick up something if you don't have a thumb, right? It's hard to walk if you don't have any big toes, right? It's hard to scratch your back if you don't only have one arm. You see, but we all need each other. As each believer responds to needs according to his or her particular spiritual gift, and as God allows believers to serve him in various roles of spiritual service, the body of Christ can experience the fullness of God's love. Can experience the fullness of God's love. Listen, when I was going around and doing leadership training and development, you know, here's one thing that I used to say to the churches. Every growing church is not healthy, but every healthy church is growing. If a church is healthy, it's going to grow. It's going to grow. It has no other, it has no other recourse but to grow. And so it is with us as the body of Christ. Whenever we're healthy, whenever we're working in harmony, when each member understands the gifts that God has given unto them and you're working together in harmony and uniqueness, God will express his love in these gifts as we're working together to accomplish things for God. Because listen to what Ephesians 1, 17 through 19 and 23 says, we can receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of his calling and and what are the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of the power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power. In his body the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. That should get us excited there about what God is doing in the life of the church. You see, God wants us to know the love of Christ which passeth all understanding that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. You see, a lot of times people are walking around empty because they're not letting God fill them up with what it is that God wants to fill them up with. Amen? Amen. And so... As we serve, as we serve God, His people and the world, through the spiritual gifts bestowed upon us by the Holy Spirit, the love of God, the fullness of God will be demonstrated, it will be proclaimed, and it will be manifested in the life of the church. Listen, if you don't take anything else home with you, I want you to take this with you. God never calls us into love and change us without sending us out to reach others and serve. You might as well say amen. amen. That is so true. God is not going to call us into love and change us without sending us out to reach others and serve. You see, we as a body of Christ, we're called into service. Do you know that you know, we want to talk a lot of times in the church about having volunteers for this and that? But do you know I've studied both the Hebrew and the Greek languages and there is no word for volunteer and otherwise the Hebrew or the Greek Bibles, there, there is none. It's all service. You're servants. You're servants of Christ by virtue of your baptism. There is no volunteer. We're all servants that have been called to serve, first of all, by God. Whenever he gave us uh, salvation. And so it is that whenever the preacher start, comes to you the next time and, and mentions something to you again, I want you to get so excited and say, Lord, uh, uh, say, preacher, I'm willing to serve. Don't, so don't, don't, don't talk about volunteering. Just say, preacher, I'm willing to serve wherever you want me to serve. And, 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 and God will use you. Listen, uh, the principles of empowerment to serve. The fourth one is this. Neglected gifts diminish the church's effectiveness. Neglected gifts diminish the church's effectiveness. If we do not accept and obediently use our spiritual gifts, we are expressions of the manifold grace of God. We neglect God's work of grace in our lives. Whenever we don't use our gifts... We're neglecting the manifold grace of God in our lives. We will fail of the grace of God. Hebrews 12 and 15. God forbid that we should make that choice. You remember, I heard a story some time ago, and it, it was a story about a football team, and this football team was, they were marching down for the win to win the state championship. They were there on their 30-yard line trying to get to the end zone. They only had just a few seconds left, and they, had, they were four points behind, and so they had to score a touchdown to win the ball game. And so the coach called his, called his receiver to him, and he was sending in a play, and, and he told him, he said, listen, he said, have him to run a, a pass play. Well, he, the guy runs in there, and he goes to the quarterback. And lo and behold, the ball is snapped. The quarterback drops back and throws a pass. And it goes for an incomplete, incomplete pass, okay? The coach is on the sideline. He's livid. And he's saying, what in the world? And so he grabbed his running back, and he said, go tell him to run that that play, the pass play, a post pattern, down the middle, and let's score this touchdown. Well, he goes in, and he's there again, and all of a sudden, the ball snapped, and the quarterback runs back, and he throws the ball, and it's incomplete. I mean, um, he runs the ball again, and... Uh, and and so um, everything was uh, going. I'm, I'm telling the story wrong, but uh, but you'll get the, you'll get the gist of it. But um, and so he got there, and he told him. He said uh, he said, now go and, and and tell and tell just just tell the quarterback to give the ball to Johnny. Just give the ball to Johnny. And so he runs in there and all of a sudden he drops back again and he passed. And so the the coach yells over at the quarterback and he said, Jimmy, he said, just give the ball to Johnny. Jimmy looks at the coach and he says, Johnny said he didn't want the ball. Johnny said he didn't want the ball. You see, isn't that sometimes like us? The gifts in which God has given unto us, we're not wanting those gifts. We're not wanting those gifts. We're like Johnny. We don't want the ball. We don't want to use those gifts that God has given unto us. Because if we pout because you think that you're not the most important or the most honored or the most noticed or the most needed part of the body, you don't automatically start, stop being an integral part of the body. However, you do cease to be useful to your foolish service because God created us for excellence. If you are dissatisfied, if you are dissatisfied with your spiritual gifts inside not to use it, you still have the same gift and the same role in the body, but you will have refused to function. God will still accomplish His purposes on earth and in the hearts of men, but you will forfeit the privilege and joy of carrying out your God-given assignments on earth. You see, sometimes we fail to use our gifts. We think our gifts may not be as important as someone else's. We think that our gifts are not being noticed as much as others'. And sometimes we fail to use those gifts. But those gifts are what God has given unto each and every one of us. I wish I had some of the other gifts that other people might have had. And I would say, hey, you know, but yet and still, that's not what God has given me. God gave you what God wanted you to have. And God has given you that gift, the one that God wants you to have. And then the principles of empowerment to serve. The last one is this. The gifts give direction and purpose in life. They give direction and purpose in life. Knowing that each of us has gifts that are valuable and needed in the body of Christ gives us purpose in God's kingdom. You know, Rick Warren, several years ago, wrote a book, and it was called... um, what was it, Um, uh, the purpose-driven life. And he talked in there about, you know, the gifts that God give to us and living out our purpose in life. I know every one of us sitting here this morning, we all want to know what God's purpose is for us. We want to live life to the fullest. And so as we demonstrate the love of God through gifts that he gives us, we can experience personal fulfillment with great joy. We can experience purpose in life. There's so many people, there's so many Christians today that are walking around with defeated lives. They're defeated. Some of the most pessimistic people you ever want to talk about. There's some people that I don't even ask them now how are you doing because they're, they're going to go off on a litany of stuff about what's wrong. They're going to jump off of them, and they're going to jump on somebody else, and they're going to start talking about what somebody else is. And, 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 but, but you see, that's not being fulfilled in life. You see, as we mature in our understanding of spiritual gifts and learn to be channels of God's power as He works through us, We are equipped to bear abundant fruit in the kingdom of God. We're we're empowered to do great works for God. And so as part of the body, we share each other's lives in good times and in bad. And as we do, we become a tangible expression of God's care. We know God loves us when we are held in a community of love. And that's one thing that I can say about Reedy Branch. You love one another. You hold one another close and dear to your hearts. You see, this is a vision of church. Not a building, but a body of people. That's church. You know the old thing, you know, here's the church, here's the steeple, open the doors, and there's all the people. It's 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 a nursery rhyme. It's a child's rhyme. But it's so pertinent for us as Christians, because that is it. We're the church. I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. It's the people of God. It's not the buildings. As grand as, and as beautiful as Reedy Branch uh, Sanctuary and your church and everything that, that God has allowed you to have here, that's not the church. We want to say Reedy Branch Church, but we're the church, the body of Christ but this body of people caring for one another, sharing the work of God in the world. But lest this passage be heard as placing yet another burden on already overburdened people of faith, it is important to remember that this is all made possible by the gifts of the Spirit who works in and through each and every one of us. Now, if you're here and you're contemplating your Your gift. I want to say this to you. There may be people that have more gifts than you. But there is no excuse for anyone to use their gifts more effectively than you. We all have gifts. It's gifts that God has given unto us. And God is expecting you to use what He has given unto you. It may be one, it may be two, it may be three. I don't know. But don't hold back on those gifts simply because you don't think it's as important as someone else's. Because God is expecting you. There should be no excuse for us to use, not to use our gifts. You see, I'm closing now, Brother Ronald, and... um, There's something that I want you to see, to know. Reedy Branch, you're an awesome creation of an amazing creating God. That's what you are. And God has given you the opportunity to serve. There may be some of you that are here this morning. You've never never thought about your gifts never used your gifts never really thought that you had one there may be some here this morning that you've never asked Jesus the Christ to come into your heart to become a part of you and you with him you've maybe never asked Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life. I just want to say this. Jesus is here. He's here this morning and that's what Jesus wants to do. Jesus has two things for you that you that may never have asked Him to be Lord and Savior of your life. Jesus, first of all, wants to give you the gift of salvation the gift of being part of the body of Christ. And then the second is a spiritual gift that he is saying, this is what I want you to do because we're all called to serve and God equips us. There may be some of you that are here that you've been serving the Lord for 30, 40, 50 years. And you're still not utilizing that spiritual gift that God has given you. I just want to say to you today that you are an awesome creation of an amazing creating God. And God is wanting to use you. Because listen, nobody else can use it. Nobody can use the gift that God has given you. If you fail to use your gift, you'll have to stand before God and give an account of why you never used the gift that God gave you. Because God did it that we could be in service for Him. And you see, there's a song this that I love to listen to. And he says, set a fire in my soul. Set a fire in my soul. That's what utilizing the spiritual gifts that God has given you. That's what can happen. It'll set a fire in your soul. But as every eye is closed and every head is bowed, I just want to say to you this morning, If you're here and you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, you've never received that gift, the gift of salvation for Him. The altar is open. The altar is open for you this morning. And not only will God give you the gift of eternal life to live for Him forevermore, God will give you something to give you a purpose as you continue to walk and to live in this world.